0: How come you're always helping everybody and getting paid back for well that's the way I am you know I'm a little hard-headed they say Dusty Rhodes how come you don't look like Ric Flair and have all them muscles and pretty body well I like the nightlife just a little bit better than I like the damn gym Jack you understand as long as i can get out and do it better than anybody and as long as i make more money per night than any athlete in this country and as long as i make a half a million dollars a year i don't really give a damn what they think out there can you dig that i hope you can i hope you can i hope you can lord i hope you can dough how'd you sleep? Slept alright. I slept alright. Um may have fell asleep with a heating pad on my leg, but uh slept okay. Much needed sleep after the long weekend for Indigenous People's Day. So that was nice man. That was nice. I'm feeling good though. I- I'm feeling good. Uh the anniversary of mom's passing was on Monday. So, coping with that, and then a few weeks from now, uh, the anniversary of my other mom is coming up. So difficult time of year, but we here, we here, and we're we're doing just fine, just fine, like Mary J. Blige. And speaking of Mary J. Blige, no, I have no segue into this, but I read a book recently. It is called The Gunkle, and it is incredible. Um, I. I saw the cover a few months ago, honestly. And let, let me just check. So I want to make sure I quote get the author right. Because what is a book without quoting the author? I mean, that's just rude. It's like, yeah, I read this great book. But uh, I can't remember who it was written by. I want to say it's Stephen Rowley. Let's see how good I am. It is written by Stephen Rowley. Nice. So I, I one of my uh, best friends, uh, it was on her Goodreads list. And so I saw the cover and I was like, the gunkel well... Let's see, a gay uncle, I, I'm all in. It doesn't take much other than that. So I uh, put it down on my borrow list um, for the library from Morgantown Library. Shout out to the Morgantown Public Library um, keeping me in my digital books, man. That's what's up. And for forever, man, it, it just sat on hold, and it would come in and be like, you want to read this book? And i am be like, eh, because I'm terrible about when a book becomes available after I put it on hold on the Libby app. I'm terrible about downloading it, but then not reading it. Then It's like your book's going to expire in in two days. I'm like, I'll just send it back, put it back on hold. So I did this with the Gunkle for a long time. And finally, I don't know what it was. I just hadn't read a book in a while. I think the last one I read was damn, read was damn nation spring and talk about a tearjerker, man. That was a really good book too. But I was like, you know what? Let me, let me go ahead and jump into this. So um brief overview real brief overview um the book is about patrick who is a former television star and his best friend sarah passed away and don't quote me i haven't read in a few weeks so if her name's not sarah but that that's about all the names i'm going to get into those are the most important ones his best friend sarah passed away from cancer and sarah had two kids with his brother um and so he he flies back home for her funeral and then right after he lands, his brother essentially says, hey, I need you to kind of watch the kids for a little while. And Patrick's like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, you're grieving. I'm grieving. Uh, I lost Sarah. You lost Sarah. I understand you need some time. And his brother's like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Uh, I kind of need you to take these kids for the summer because I got to go to rehab. And immediately, as soon as I saw that, that, that was the hook for me because... Uh, I had a friend recently who went into rehab, and I had no idea how to support them at all, <laughs> and and they were across the country, so it, it was it was an interesting time. To always have them in the back of my mind, wondering how they're doing. So, I mean, it didn't go too far into his brother's actual rehab. There's like only one true scene that happens at the rehab, and they kind of talk about it a little bit at the end of the book, but that that was what hooked me. So. Patrick takes his um his niece and nephew, um, moves them takes them to Palm Springs, and they have this, uh, essentially this great summer just learn learning each other, and pra- Patrick's learning about more about himself and dealing with his grief, and then also dealing with his grief from his partner passing away in a car accident a few years ago, and <laughs> I wasn't ready for all the emotions. I have so many highlights in this book, um. I- I I was I was not prepared, man. Like I, I honestly mean that. There there is just so much so much great stuff in here just about grief in general, you know? And I I'm wondering I, I've never actually used this feature. But let me see. Ah, annotations. Alright, so so here's the first thing I marked. This is like uh, okay, didn't give me a page number, but it says books should be an experience. He thought not a trophy for having read them. I have literal, and I've I've cut down, but I I could easily put up a just a tall bookshelf and fill it up with with mostly with with my books and trade paperbacks and everything like that easily. So that spoke to me because it's like yo, book books should be an experience. Um. At the same time, you you obviously want to keep the books because you bought them usually, and you want to might want to reread them. Um, but but that was that was hard. That was great. Um, that was that was a cold line. Um, here's another one. How can you tell where you're going when you're always looking up at the past? What? <laughs> what? Um, g- get get out of my head, book. Like, ah. Also, it's funny as hell. So let let me just quote you this line. And it says, You tell that prick the only way he's going to see his name in lights is if he changes his name to Exit. I laughed so hard at that. I laughed so hard at that. Um. And then here here's the last thing I highlighted in the book. It says, Grief orbits the heart. Some days the circle is greater. Those are the good days. You have room to move and dance and breathe. Some days the circle is tighter. Those are the hard ones. <sighs> bro. I I didn't. I went into this thinking it was gonna be like a fun little book about about a gunkle and his niece and nephew. And I mean, yeah, the rehab thing was kind of heavy, but I didn't expect it to deal with grief so thoroughly. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just, just that last, that last bar, call it a bar, just that last sentence that I read. It's, it's highlight annotation is what Kindle books calls it. I mean, that, that sums up, sums it up so well. So Oh, man. I absolutely love this book, and I believe when I said I've reviewed it on Goodreads, I said I wanted to own the hard copy um, because th- this is a book that I want to have a trophy of, 4,000%. Like, I I want to read more of Stephen Rowley's books, but I also feel like they're not going to live up to what the gunko is. Uh, it, it's so good. It's so good. So I wanted to, I wanted to come on here and kind of tell y'all about that. So welcome to my, um, welcome to the hyphen reviews book section of, uh, to YouTube now. You know me, man, I I do everything. I, I review books. I review music. I make music. I write. I mean, what, what is it that your boy can't do? what is it that your boy can't do uh-uh. what is it that your boy can't do uh-uh. what is it that your boy can't do your boy can't sew. a little bit i can sew a little bit but not very good uh so i, I think that deserves a drink also shout out to this this fly ass mug man uh for for people watching it on youtube you can like the video and comment and subscribe and all that stuff that fly-ass mug, man. Um, like My friend Lexi got that for me on her vacation. So, appreciate that, Lexi. But I woke up with something else in my head. <laughs> and I, I was washing dishes, man. And this song popped in my head. And th- this is so funny. Because one of the suggested articles is about So So Deaf. And that's literally... What I'm about to talk about here. It was life in 1472, and the song was called, I believe it's called "Fresh," featuring Slick Rick. I don't know who I got this album from. I want to say it was um a guy I went to school with, uh, Stormy Funk. He had he had a CD burner, so he would like he would um. I think he had a CD burner. I, I'm pretty sure I was burning rip copies. So, what's my first copy of 1470? It was definitely on tape. So he he would burn copies of his CDs, and then he would let me borrow them. And then, because I couldn't burn CDs yet, this is like 1999, um, I didn't get a CD burner until 2000. Is Because uh, the first one, I think it came in the computer? Or maybe we had to buy an attachment. I think we had to buy attached. attachment. So maybe 2001 is when I started making CDs, actually. But, I'd borrow Stormy CDs and go home and, and make tapes of them. So he had Life in 1472 by Jermaine Dupree. and the only thing I really knew off of it, I think, was Money Ain't a Thing and then the, the couple of singles, like Sweetheart featuring Mariah Carey, Chef's Kiss. That Mariah-JD combo is undefeated. Um, and then also uh, The Party Continues with the Brat and Usher, and... I think there was one, oh, there was one other song that, um, that, uh, oh, Going Home with Me with Keith Sweat. Uh, the, so I remember those videos, but I was like, you know, let me, let me check out this album. And, bro, <laughs> when I first played it, the very first song is Nas. And I had just gotten into Nas. Cause literally, I've just told this story before. I Am came out in April 1999. My dad bought me the copy, and I played it ad ad nauseum. Oh, also, shout out to the fact they're finally dropping the the original I Am the Autobiography on vinyl. So I doubt I'll cop the vinyl, but I'm looking forward to finding a a version of that so I can listen to that whole album, man. That's very exciting for me as that being my my first Nas album. Turn it out. And... also produced by Kanye West, who nobody knew at this time. Nas jumped all over this beat. Like, he's... Poof. Oh, man. Like, that that's the first song. The first song is J.D. and Nas. And the thing that works about this album, you kind of put J.D. and Puffy in the same lane as because they're both producers and they both rap. J.D. writes his own shit, though. And J.D. wrote a lot of the shit. That belongs to a, a lot of his artists, like a lot of the, like the early Crisscross stuff, a lot of the R and B stuff he writes. JD has a pen, so when he finally decided he wanted to rap in 1998, or no, not, not wanted to rap, he had been on songs. When he wants to do a full length album, a compilation album. He holds his own against some of the greats, man. Like so, turn it out, fire, Kanye beat, money ain't a thing. You already know. And the Ferrari, Jaguar, switching four lanes with the top down, and and then and so it's like okay, so you got your Nas song in there, fire. You got your Jay Z song in there, fire. Cool, but then he comes in with not just the DMX feature, a mad rapper feature, a mad rapper feature from from Bad Boy. And this is the same time that Mad Rapper had a whole full-length album. And they jump all over that, too. Like, X is just incredible on this record. X is incredible on this record. And then you got the Slick Rick record, Fresh. And I think this is around the era when he had just gotten home from prison again. And this is when he, like he put out the uh, Artist Storytelling album early. On, and he had street-talking single with Big Boy and stuff. Then Sweetheart. Then we get to the South stuff. When we get to the southern s- s- stuff, <laughs> it gets real, real. It gets for real, for real. Jazzy hoes, eight ball, too short, Mister Black, and young bloods. Oh my God! All I like of them jazzy like ho- I mean, <laughs> I mean, brother. I- I'm just saying. And-, and then don't don't hate on me, crazy bone again. This is when Crazy Bone went solo, so he was on everybody's records around this time. Great record. Going Home With Me, I was a ROC rock, however you say homeboy's name. I was a fan of this kid, man. I was looking forward to his album dropping so much. Kind of like I was about Memphis Bleak. If you check out the last episode of Hyphen Nation, it was uh, 213. I was so excited for this kid, man. And he just his album never materialized. But I thought his verse was so dope on Going Home With Me. And then that key sweat i like, go go and hunt with me tonight. Like that's his classic Key Sweat, man. And, and then and then he goes gets more bad boy people, gets more bad boy people. You get dealt with, Lil Kim and Mace, they both tear this whole shit down. I wasn't trying to cuss, but I may have said it already. Then the party continues. I mean, you can't go around with the brat and Usher. Uh, I mean. That that's money. He's already made money with them. He was going to go on to make more money with them. Um, so all that's got to go was probably the first one. Is like eh, it's cool. Same with protectors of uh 1472. Uh that that was Snoop's era where uh Snoop was on No Limit by then and it, like probably from 1999 up until 2004. Um when he did um when uh Drop It Like It's Hot came out. Uh, Snoop had this period for me where it felt like he was just being, he's like, I'm Snoop. I don't got to worry about Suge. I'll take your check, and I'll rap on your rap on your song. And, and that, that was fine. And honestly, fr- from there, the album kind of slows down from there. Uh, Lay You Down, Trina and Samara, uh, featuring Trina and Samara, and then uh, Three the Hard Way featuring Mr. Black and ROC or Rock. Uh, so seriously, though, to have a fifteen song, fourteen song album that has a total length of literally, it's an hour hour album, and have a run that goes from track one all the way <laughs> through pretty much track ten, and then just kind of have four leftover songs. And I need to revisit this album to see what I think of those. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all, Jermaine. So so once again I gotta send a shout out to <laughs> send a shout out to uh, Jermaine Dupree and Puffy. Because honestly, I know I'm not the best rapper in the world. I'm good at it. I'm I'm damn good. But I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get on some deep lyrical stuff that's really gonna amaze you. That's just not that's not me. That's not me. It's fine. But uh if there's anybody I've ever tried to pattern my my uh flow and cadence and you know, just, just the swag on the track, it's it's definitely JD and Puffy. There's a lot of JD and Puffy in there. And you can hear me talk about all about my love of Puffy and like it was like an early two hundreds hyphenation by how much I love No Way Out. Uh this is up there though. This is up there. Only JD album I've ever listened to in full though. I never listened to instructions. And I think there might have been one last one that kind of came out. Uh, don't quote me. Let, let's see. Podcasting 101. Why not? Why not? So Instructions came out in 2001. And like I said, never listened to the whole thing. Uh, of course, Welcome to Atlanta was on there. Balling Out of Control, which I thought was slept on like hell. Uh, and of course he went to twenty one tracks. I mean you never know. Maybe I'll check that out. Oh yeah, he had Young Fly and Flashy Volume One. That came out in two thousand and five. And I don't remember oh, I, I think they like me, the remix is on there. Um, which uh Bow Wow killed. So Yeah. So that's 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 a lot of what what my uh I try to at least achieve their heights. If they can sell millions of records doing what they do on the lyrical levels that they do it, whether they, whether it was written by them or not, I can pretend I sell a million records. But I appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a great day, y'all. I said y'all, so I ruined the whole thing. I say all that to say this, though. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> This is a hyphen podcast production.